When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another installment of Grassroots Marketing on Cannabis Radio is playing right now on your player, wherever you're listening to, wherever you are. And the company I'm going to feature on this episode, we haven't had in a little bit, but always follow along, very prominent in the space, LeafLink. And there's a lot of information that they're coming out right now. Most recently, they now have a comprehensive holiday sales guide designed to help cannabis retailers, brands, and distributors boost holiday sales. And the guide offers actionable insights and data-driven recommendations to make your holiday season a success. And here to talk about that right now, I'm here with the strategist at LeafLink, Ben Bernstein. Thanks for being on with us, Ben. Thanks so much for having me, Braska. I've been a longtime fan of yours. Uh, just can't thank you enough for everything you do for our industry. No, and I can also re- 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 reciprocate and back to what LeafLink does and Ryan Smith and the team there, what you've been able to do for all these years as we've had, you know, some way, shape, or form, Leaf League has been in our programming since, what, 2018, 2017, something like that, that far back. Now, let's start with the sales guide. So as we're recording this right now, 40 days till Christmas, I think it is right now. And for everyone out there, you know, Green Wednesday is now, by the time people listen to this, that will have already gone and passed, but we'll have Black Friday in front of us and the Christmas shopping season. I don't know how much of a influencer is for those that look for gifts that cannabis is the place to go because i mean looking at other gifts that are out there there's a lot of things that are just very much ho-hum ho-drum you know just it's the same things out there in various stores and to find some variety obviously maybe cannabis is an area that people will go to dispensaries are opening where they are and there's a lot of good amazing exciting products to go after so in the sales guide talk to me a little bit about what you're providing in terms of the analysis and what you're learning from the sales right now that would really booster holiday sales for various dispensaries and, and various MSOs out there. The holiday time is one of the most important for operators across the country. You have significantly higher sales. We see that on seasonal holiday weeks, like 420, 710, um, Green Wednesday, the end of year with Christmas, sales are about 15 to 20% higher. So that means like around the 420 time, you have about two and a half weeks of sales in one week. Um, Around Green Wednesday, you have about two weeks in one week and something similar for the holiday period. So when you're thinking about as a dispensary or a brand, how to really optimize your operations for the holiday period, our job at LeafLink is to help our customers best streamline the way they do business. We want to make it as easy as possible to get product out of the door, manage your entire order lifecycle from beginning to the very end, and make sure that those products are on shelves for the end consumer to come into a dispensary and buy what they're looking for. So throughout our holiday sales guide, what we do is really optimize tips for dispensaries and brands on how to best prepare for the holiday period. We give tons of data across all of our most relevant states um, to think through like what products are selling best, what brands are the most important, who has the most share, what are the types of products that you need to put on your shelf and really help you as both a brand or retailer, like 
better understand how to set up your business for the holiday period. So the way that I think about it is really in three specific parts for how you as a cannabis operator should prepare for the holidays. The first is optimizing your inventory level. Um, Stockouts are one of the largest costs in all of cannabis. If you have a certain skew or product that consumers are looking to buy and it's not on your shelves, um, they're probably going to go somewhere else. From polling of our customers, we see that retailers lose 5 to 10% of total annual sales on stockouts. Think about that. That's a tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands impact for a lot of the dispensaries across the country. And especially during the holiday period, when you have significantly elevated sales, um, way above what you typically see on a normal week. Um, it's very important that you have the proper inventory to make sure you don't run out of product in one of the highest sell-through periods in the entire year. Like we have Green Wednesday coming up. That's the second biggest holiday for all of Canvas behind 420. So when we think about like important holidays to really get right from an inventory perspective and to not lose out on potential revenue from stockouts, like Green Wednesday is one of the most important days of the year for you as a business. So you have to make sure that you're properly ordering more inventory than you typically would for your regular week, just because you're going to have elevated volume levels. And this is on top of different promotions that you're running that only increase basket sizes and the number of items across your set. The second most important thing for you to do as a dispensary or brand is to really find the right product assortment. What we see in LeafLink data is that the types of products that dispensaries order across holidays really changes a lot. And a lot of that has to do with consumer preferences, right? Like the industry has made 420 year flower holiday. So we see an increase in flower purchasing of 20 to 30% around 420 time. For Green Wednesday, it's really like your edibles and ingestibles timeline. Like it's non-inhalable products that you can use before you go to your Thanksgiving dinner, right? We see a 23% increase in the amount of edible SKUs sold on our platform um, in the two weeks leading up to the Thanksgiving period, like over your Green Wednesday holiday. So what that means, if you're a dispensary or you're a brand and you don't have the right quantity of edibles to sell to your end consumers, so either your dispensary customers or your like end consumers walking into your stores, um, you're probably going to lose out on substantial sales. At the same time, it's like not just about ordering more product, it's about ordering the right product. Like, how do you best optimize for the promotions that you're running across your set? Like, how do you make sure that you have the right edible SKUs in place so that it's not only increasing your total basket size, but also encouraging um, the purchasing of different types of products, um, just really enhancing your total sales strategy and promotional routes. The third key item for a dispensary or a brand in this holiday period is to fine tune promotional activities. I've looked almost every single store in the country is going to be offering some type of promotion on Green Wednesday as they do on 420 and other holiday periods. And really the key about promotions is to make sure that you're adding value to your basket. Like you don't just want to give discounts to your customers because that just makes a large impact on your profitability. Um, it makes it more difficult to be successful during these holiday periods. So what you want to do is to really think about and design out your promotional strategies um, very appropriately. One aspect of that is the proper timing and planning. Like how do you make sure that your messaging is direct? The term and conditions of that purchasing is not complicated. Um, your display and messaging has clear, consistent branding and make certain like, what are you trying to achieve in your promotion? Um, are your technical like point of sale and e-com type systems ready for the increase in traffic that's coming? Um, and are you really prepared to sell on all of your channels, right? Like cannabis is an omnichannel sales strategy. Like you think about the people walking into your store. In some states, 
25 to 50% of all sales during the holiday period come from mobile orders, um, online deliveries from some of the e-com platforms. Like you really have to be ready from a promotional perspective um, for all of your sales channels, not just the people walking into your store. And the last is how do you consider the customer experience? Like how do you make sure that the promotions that you're sending out are really creating larger basket sizes? Like it's stacking products on one another. Is it hitting certain like targets for basket size in order to get promotions as a customer? Is your advertising clear? Um, do you have proper customer feedback and making sure that like the products that you're incentivizing purchase um, are really the type of products that they want? So overall, like what we do in our holiday sales guide is help you as a retailer or brand best optimize your operations. We include very handy checklists that I recommend every single customer uses. Um, they make sure that you're not forgetting anything. Um, you're properly looking through all of your channels and your um, holiday timeline strategy. And ultimately, look, you're trying to achieve three things. One, optimizing your inventory levels. Two, finding the right product assortment. And three, fine-tuning your promotional activities. Now, the guidance you give in the sales guide is very thorough. That's no no doubt about it. I mean, you could go on, I'm pretty sure, and and tell me more on that. But I do want to delve into the fact I'm into the, into the sales guide right now looking at it. I'm looking at the details when it comes to the numbers you've been able to get from various sales that are recorded by LeafLink and by others. And the pricing and how much has gone up. And I want to bring up the pricing on particular products. When it comes to flour, they're talking about how, how sales have gone up more than $1.3 billion in 2022. And at the average price of buying flowers, $82.31. For vapes, you're seeing it's over a billion dollars in sales. Average transactions, $73.66. What a price increase we're seeing right now across the board. Same thing going for edibles and, and digestibles. Ingestibles are going much more ahead, but you also look at which markets are going to do well. Obviously, what is California has always been that market that kind of just changes with trends. Edibles much more, they, they were, you know, a lot are made, but they trail flower pre rolls and vape cartridges by some distance. And when it comes to pre rolls, very popular. And you see how well it does. And Canada, California, and in Michigan, and various other markets. But one of the things I see across the board anyway is increase. So much more now. And that part of it has to be inflationary. But also the part of it is just it's we're seeing that across the board. And for the holiday season, that's going to be one of the issues where, I mean, just it goes across the board for any other businesses out there. Retail is going to suffer this year because prices are too high and they can only cut down so much that's not going to cut against their own bottom line. In the cannabis market, is that something that applies as well? Would that be something that would be a direction that cannabis companies have to worry about and their dispensaries and what they're... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Selling for the holiday season. Like many other commodity-type products, um, cannabis is very much driven by the dynamics of supply and demand where you have a certain supply of raw material from cultivators in a state and you have a certain amount of demand. So it's like the accessibility to your end consumer among retail stores. So what states really try to do to optimize for their pricing and to get as best a price as possible for both the market and for your end consumers is to best balance your supply of cultivation capacity with your demand of available retailers. So when we look out at the market today, your supply and demand balance um, has certainly been oversupplied for a few years, right? Like you have dynamics where in California, Michigan, Oregon, after the harvest last year, you had pounds of flour selling for 100 to $200. We saw keys of distillate sell for under $1,000. Um, just prices were really in collapse for a lot of the end of 22. Now, What's I'm going to ask a quick question course? about that. Yeah. Talk to me about the, the parallel between the harvest season and how close it ties into the holiday season? Yeah, that's a great question. The harvest season, you have most product harvested from the plants um, in September and October. And then it takes about a month for that product to really go from like your harvest cure processing into your branded products and then put on shelves at least a month to two months. So when we think about like the products available for the holiday, you'll definitely get some from the early part of the harvest, but the harvest mostly impacts um, your volumes in stores like towards the end of December into January. So when we think about like pricing on an annual basis, most price collapse in the industry because of this harvest and seasonal factor happens between January and April. We certainly see prices start to go down a bit at the end of November um, through December. But where I was going is cultivation capacity significantly down this year versus last year across most states, right? Like 
Oregon cultivation capacity was down to 4 million wet weight pounds this year versus around six last year. In California, the amount of licensed square footage is down 20 to 30%. In Michigan, um, plants in the ground flat year over year, despite three, 400 more stores. New Mexico plants per store is down 50%. Like what we're seeing in the data is that the amount of cultivation capacity upstream, so like supply in the industry is definitively down. Like there is less supply in the industry today than there was a year ago. So what that's doing on prices is it's raising them. Like prices are up about 20% right. from the end of last year. But now the problem is that, basis. Right. But I'll also make this point because of the fact that now in MJ biz, you actually spoke with them in an interview and you made the point about back in September that there will be a huge buildup of inventory across the industry and huge surpluses of excess product after yeah. harvest season. So you get those couple of months right now and the prices are up. But you also have to consider, unlike other products where, you know, listen, any retailer can go in, you know, shuffle out their products every other year. Same thing basically over and over, but it's not perishable. Cannabis is. That's the part where you, I mean, is it going to be worth the while of holding on to that product and having it still stay on shelves and not getting off the shelves by January or February or into April, that matter? No, you're right. I mean, flour has a shelf life of three to six months. You want to sell it on the front end of that, not the back end. Distillate actually has a shelf life of years if you keep it in a controlled environment. So what we saw in some states that were very oversupplied is most of that excess flour inventory was converted over to distillate. And then that distillate was held in drums. So when you look at like price comparisons between distillate year over year and flour year over year, you actually have like a larger increase in flour prices than you do in distillate prices, just because of a lot of the oversupply that's happened over the last couple of years. But I think what you're getting to is right that at retailers today, um, prices haven't really gone down over the last two years, despite prices going down pretty substantially in the wholesale mm -hmm. market. So what that means is if you're a retailer, like you're the one that controls the customer journey, right? Like the customer and customer um, really only interfaces with the retailer. You don't have much interaction with the brand. So when you think about leverage on prices, most of it relies at the retail level and not necessarily at the brand level. So despite prices going up over time, um, over the last year on the brand side, that's mostly benefited brands, um, hasn't directly impacted like your end consumers. You've definitely had some increases in cost, right? Like the cost of capital for every single company in cannabis has gone up over the last year. Um, a lot of your input type prices for either both production and at the retail level. So like labor costs, um, utilities, stuff like that's all more expensive, rents more expensive. So like product prices are certainly up at retail, like that's for sure. Um, I think you also have to look at on like a state by state basis, right? Like your most oversupplied states are gonna have your lowest prices and the biggest decrease in price year over year, your least supplied states. So like those states where your demand is much higher than your supply, um, you have substantially higher prices. So like a Missouri and a Maryland, both of who went legal this year, both of who have more demand than supply um, prices are about double where they are in states like Michigan, California, Oregon, where you have pretty substantial oversupply. So I think like when we think about the holiday period, um, a lot of it from a pricing perspective comes down to like which specific state markets we're looking at. Is it a supply story or a demand story? Um, why specifically are prices interacting the way they do? But you've definitely had some input costs, inflation, and some of like those recessionary impacts on people's wallets. Like all of that is definitely impacting your dispensary sales. When I look at what was presented to the MJ Biz uh, back in September about wholesale cannabis flower prices, and I look across board, okay, you see some of the increase year over year in Maryland and Missouri, you're talking about 40 and 29% respectively. And of the other states that are out there, California, 
still able to get their prices up, doesn't change. And when I look at the holiday sales guide, when you look at what the market size for California was in 2022, 5.55 billion. And there were some changes where various products were still dropping off year to year at that time in flour and vapes and concentrates. But still, no matter what, I mean, if you want to get the sales back up, Californians will spend a lot of money on their cannabis. You're talking about, you know, a third will spend between 55 and hundred bucks, 21% between hundred and $200, percent between 200 and $400, still a lot of money out there. So for those companies, the fact that their prices are going up, they need to go ahead and do something to counteract because I mean, if they want to keep people to go ahead and pay them as they're going to pay for in California, other states need to follow the same kind of idea that they all want to be, do what California does after having the long track record that California has and what they're able to go and sell. But it can't just be based on quality and ba- based on the fact that it's grown in California. There has to be the prices have to come down for enough people to go ahead and continue to buy as they do. Yeah, no, I, I think the way that we can really think about it is there's a lot of consumer types across cannabis, and we spend a lot of time in the guide thinking through what the different consumer types are. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the person that uses cannabis one time or more every single day accounts for over 90% of sales in the industry. Like, let's say that again. The people who consistently consume account for over 90% of sales. When you're a retailer and you're thinking about your strategy for the type of customer that you're going to try to sell to, the one you're trying to get is the one that using the product every day has significantly higher sales, has significantly higher basket sizes. Like they're the ones where it makes sense to spend your money, invest in your promotional activity and really try and acquire them as customers. It's not necessarily your like soccer mom that's going to buy one card every couple months, you know? So I agree with you that like pricing is really important, especially for that group. Like the heaviest consumers are extremely price sensitive and most of them purchase flour and concentrate. So if you're trying to appeal to that 90% plus of sales, like that type of consumer, they're the ones that are most price sensitive and care a lot about prices. So I agree with you that if you're trying to boost volume with the most important category, probably the way to do it is to lower your average price per unit. Um, but it's very di- profitability challenges make it very difficult to lower prices, especially at the retail level. Now I want to talk about the new markets that are coming in. So if you go into the sales guide, there's some information that's brought up about young markets that legalize adult use cannabis in 2020 or later. So, but let's specifically talk about New York. New market, obviously they deal with the issues with the market. There's a lot of issues when it comes to, you know, with new dispensaries coming in, you know, for those that want to go and do some gift giving this year, what a great new eye, fresh idea to go and try to do something of going, picking up something at a cannabis dispensary, something that's new in the neighborhood. So in the report, you make the point that new adult use markets need diverse product assortment from the start as consumers are more familiar with different types of cannabis products. You mentioned that consumer education bars lower than it was in states were early adopters. Trustworthy information remains valuable. Legacy markets still significant in newly legal markets. And that's obviously rampant when it comes to New York where they're going with that. And demand outpaces outpace supply, but as expect price compression as supply catches up because they're still having an issue where how many places can they go and grow and then bring it into the city to go ahead and sell that supply and demand issue? There's trials trying to figure that out and also have enough room where they can continue to go and build greenhouses or build cultivation to support the increase that they're going to be keep getting year after year. When you look at a state like New York, I don't know how much data you have into that right now, but 
Is there anything you can tell us in terms of indication of what the holiday sales look like in a new market like New York? And, you know, look at what Ohio looks like coming up in the future. See if Florida gets side, it's the uh, amendment set aside in a couple of years, that becomes a new market that comes into play. It's obviously interesting about what new markets are going to do well in these areas for holiday sales and just on what they're going to be able to do for sales in general compared to the other states. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. When we think about our new states, again, it's like, how do you generate as much revenue as you can per store to best cover your costs, right? So revenue is a disaggregate is an aggregation of your quantity sold and the price and the mix that you have on those units. So in your new states, you're probably going to have lower quantity than you do in your more established states, right? Like you just don't have as large of legal consumer base. From a price perspective, the prices in legal in newly legal states are substantially higher than they are in some of your more legacy states. And a lot of that has to do with like these supply and demand dynamics that we keep talking about. An eighth of flour in New York after taxes is about $90. Um, an eighth of flour in California or Michigan after taxes is $15, right? So like your pricing difference there is so large that it makes up for a lot of the lost um, volume that you don't have in like a newly online state versus like a more legacy state. The last is your mix, right? Like you can either buy the most premium priced goods or your most value type goods. Like you could buy the best eighth of flour or the worst eighth of flour. And what we see in a lot of new markets is you just have a lot more customer experimentation. Like customers are looking for different types of products. They want new SKUs. They want price products they've never seen before in the legacy market. So what happens is that they go for those more premium type SKUs. So what I would think about in comparing like your new states, like a New York, a New Jersey, um, and soon to be like an Ohio versus some of your more legacy states is that prices are higher. And you're getting more premium mix, but the volume is just substantially higher in your legacy markets. And that would make that's what makes up most of the difference on the revenue side. One of the other areas I want to talk about is for those companies that are going to worry about with the holidays, you know, we're getting much more into a society where, I mean, how many people are going to go into the dispensary? Well, they can get it delivered. It's becoming much more common for deliveries to go into place. And you make a point about preparing inventory for the holiday season, that product orders should be placed well ahead of the holiday sales rush. Dispensaries and branches communicate early and often about production times and delivery schedules to handle the fact that there might be last minute orders or late deliveries that can leave everyone to buy. Because right now we know that the infrastructure for delivery, don't know how much it would be in the cannabis industry, but we know that, you know, retailers are going to have to deal with that right now. I mean, I don't know how well Amazon's going to be able to handle the demand of holiday sales coming up this year, but how about the cannabis industry? Yeah, look, it's really important to get your inventory rate because running out of product is really expensive. Again, like five to 10% of all sales in the industry are lost because of stock apps. Like that's billions of dollars of impact across the industry. So what we think is really important is when you know you have a high volume sales period, like Green Wednesday or before Christmas or 420, like you need to make sure you have enough product sitting there on your shelves ready to go for fulfillment, whether it's through a delivery service, someone coming into your store, or through one of the e-com platforms. Because if you don't, it's going to be a lost sale and someone's going to buy it from somewhere else. So really, it's like specifically choosing to buy enough inventory for your store rather than just like allowing your typical purchasing patterns um, and hoping that you keep product. A lot to go and consider. But everybody has to figure this out now where things are going to be at. For holiday sales, like I mean, we're doing this now and we're again, 40 days from Christmas. So we're just, we got less than seven weeks. Uh, we're almost coming up, actually, we're less than six weeks almost uh, by the time people will listen to this program. So important to get this out there. 
last minute uh, things that can be done. And for those that want to go ahead and connect with your team, besides downloading the sales guide, the holiday sales guide, you can look for it at leaflink.com, L-E-A-F-L-I-N-K.com. And for those that want to work with you so they can go ahead and get their products, you know, managed and you're able to go ahead and have their product and all their supply and demand tracked by LeafLink, what should they be doing when they go to the website? Who can they contact and who should they talk to? Yeah. LeafLink is the commerce platform of the industry. We work with over 9,000 retailers, so almost everyone, and more than 3,000 brands across 30 states. We help sell more than $5.5 billion worth of wholesale goods in the last 12 months. That's more than half of the total wholesale industry. Our job is to help you best manage your business. We have the tools and operational workflows um, to best simplify your operations, remove a lot of those headaches, and really just like manage your day-to-day in the most efficient way possible. Um, to guess, best get into the LeafLink environment, um, go to our website, leaflink.com. Um, you'll see a very simple like support button um, for where to go as a new retailer or brand. It's the messaging all very clear on leaflink.com. Um, and our amazing support team and onboarding team will help you um, get started onto the platform. Also, if you have any additional questions, like please feel free to reach out to me, Ben Burstein, my at ben.burstein at leaflink.com. My job is to know this industry, know it across all of our states we operate in and best help our customers throughout their entire process. Um, I'd be more than happy to push you and direct you into the right location. But if you just go to the website, I'm sure you'll see all the messaging very clearly. Now, is there the best place for those that want to go ahead and sign up and download the holiday sales guide? Where should they go do that? So if you go to leaflink.com, um, you'll see a pop-up for the holiday sales guide. Um, you can just put in your information and download it, all very readily accessible. Um, but look, we're trying to help you manage your operations as best as possible as our customers and doing it with all the resources we possibly have. And the holiday sales guide is just one of them. Fantastic. Everybody keep an eye on your holiday sales Go download the sales guide and keep in touch with LeafLink and learn more about it. So again, I've been here with the strategist at LeafLink. Website again, leaflink.com. Ben Bernstein, thanks for being on with us. Appreciate it. No, thank you so much for asking. I just can't thank you enough. You're the best. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.